Welcome to Mid-Century Living, your weekly podcast about everything mid-century and how to bring the mid-century vibe to your everyday life. Welcome to Mid-Century Living, where we cover the best of mid-century and how it relates to today. Uh, we're your hosts, Gonzalo. And Jackie. So today's episode um, is really more of a meet-the-hosts icebreaker kind of episode. Before we start delving into mid-century topics, we thought it would be fun to start just by telling you a bit more about ourselves and where we're coming from and why we started the podcast. Um, Gonzalo, do you want to go first? Sure. So a little bit about me, again, Gonzalo, and um, who am I, what I did. I actually studied architecture and was an architect. I practiced for almost 10 years um, and then decided that I wanted to instruct the youth of America and became a high school world history teacher. Um, so that's what I do currently. Uh, I teach world history and uh, I love everything that has to do with history. So um, that's kind of also my inspiration, my why I like mid-century. Um, as a history teacher, I mean, dare I say historian, uh, kind of what we do. Um, and mid-century has, happens to be like this area of like great tech advances and we'll cover more of that later on. But um, being able to share the history, being able to share what happened and how it kind of relates to today is something that I find really interesting. Um, and maybe we can have some fun with it. That's what I tell my students. I don't know if they believe me or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's also I also find it very interesting how things post World War II are like still relevant today. Um, either technology developments still being in use or being improved on. Um, and how societies become kind of dependent on our modern technology. Um, it's kind of like we're yearning, we're wanting to have that old tech back. Uh, so it's kind of still relevant today. Um, so yearning back for a simpler living, redefining or reliving, rediscovering the mid-century living. Look at that, I even use her name. Yay! So what about you? Good tie-in back to the title. Um, <laughs> so for me, I... Um, came into my love for the mid-century via the aesthetic. Um, I always kind of was a fan of just old-timey 50s aesthetics in general. Like, growing up, I always wanted a diner table. Like, I always wanted a 50s kitchen because I thought that was just the best-designed kitchens of all time. Um, <laughs> and I always looked at, like, old pinup photos as just, like, what the best fashion and like the prettiest women and just like goals for like what being a girl is um, just like that aesthetic era of the fifties. And then, um, but I still dressed like it was modern times for a really long time. And then in 2016 um, in thanks to the internet, I realized that you don't just have to look at old photographs and wish you could dress like it's the fifties. You could pretty much just do whatever you want. Um, and there's actually a whole underbelly of the internet where people just dress like that all the time. And so I just jumped on board. And so starting in 2016, I started dressing vintage every day. Um, it took a while. Um, 2016, I guess, is probably when I just started buying some stuff. Um, 
mostly from like vintage reproduction clothing companies, which we will get into in another episode, but there are tons of businesses out there that are just reproducing vintage style clothes in modern sizes um, with modern fit in mind. And you can just wear that stuff all the time. Like there's nothing actually stopping you. So I kind of figured that out um, at that point. And now that's just how I dress. Um, I own one pair of jeans uh, and it took a really long time for me to find a pair that I liked. Um, but uh, everything I own now is just dresses and skirts and um, we'll get into that later. But um, so 2016, I start buying vintage reproduction clothing, start wearing it all the time. Um, starting in 2020, when we all needed a new hobby, I decided to learn how to sew. So I have been sewing my own vintage reproduction clothing. I have some vintage patterns, some reissues of vintage patterns and modern sizing, and I've been doing that since then. Um, I also collect vintage Pyrex and um, vintage kitchenware, vintage glassware, vintage cookbooks, and I'm just like all in. So I, um, I like to, I actually not only collect the vintage cookbooks, I use the vintage cookbooks, um, but with a modern sensibility to it so that's the thing is what I think will be super fun about sharing with you guys in this podcast is how you can take the best of the old and infuse it with the new so vintage recipes as you know tend to be absolutely bananas and are full of canned things and condensed things and not the healthiest ingredients and we know a little bit better about that now so my favorite thing to do is take an old recipe and kind of swap in whole wheat flour and stuff like that to kind of make it more nutritionally balanced but still kitschy and wacky because that's that's what I want to hold on to um is just experimenting with food decorating with food um all that kind of stuff I'm just like super into. So this podcast will be fun for me um, just to talk about stuff I already like, but I'm also looking forward to digging into the history a little bit more. Um, so most of what I... Yay, history! So yeah, that's your half. Um, <laughs> but also this is encouraging me to do my homework um, and actually doing the reading. Uh, most of my... So I have a lot of cookbooks and stuff like that that I've actually read but um most of my vintage living is already the modern version of the vintage living so I'm really looking forward to the excuse to research and really get into the history and um stuff like that too so that's me and I, I can definitely vouch for your uh love of the uh Bennett set <laughs> from way back because actually we've known each other since uh, eighth grade so that people know about how we met each other because we actually met in uh, the eighth grade um, and we've been friends throughout high school throughout college we went to different colleges uh, but we stayed you know in touch and we may live in different cities but uh, we still keep in touch yeah so you can be done, people. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the modern technology. So we like old stuff, but we appreciate new stuff. So that's what I'm kind of hoping that this podcast turns into, how you can kind of reach into the past and take your favorite parts and apply it to life now. Like, it doesn't have to be 
mm -hmm. all or nothing. There's you can take the best of all of it. So it's perfect. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So um, that will segue sort of into, I guess, the fantastical. But I thought a really good icebreaker question would be that if you could invite any three famous people from the mid-century to a dinner party, who would you invite? So who would you invite? And <laughs> Oh, yeah, you go first. <laughs> I'm not going first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> no, 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 I will go first. And when we talked about this before, we said that it would say like the top three and also people that were important there. Cause, and I have to say that because one of my people spans kind of beyond what we consider mid-century, which we'll cover in our next episode. But um, my three people are the first one, Queen Elizabeth II, um, and that's the person that I was talking about. Like, I mean, like the, the young queen, the um, 1950s queen. This is when she was a new queen, um, Again, just because that's in our mid-century time. Uh, next person uh, is uh, Miss Van der Rohe, uh, who if you know architecture, you might recognize the name. He is what we call a star architect. Um, just star architect, which is not very clever, but uh, he's my favorite architect and I was an architect in the past. Uh, so he is a pioneer in modernist and mid-modernist architecture. Um, I'm sure we'll cover those topics later on in more detail, uh, but um, his work in Chicago in the Institute of Technology uh, and uh, Lakeshore Drive Apartments, some of my favorite buildings. Uh, but also, uh, there's this great picture of him um, on an Amis chair, which is a chair he designed, uh, and he's holding this cigar. And when I was in college studying architecture, I was like, there's no cooler thing to be. <laughs> like, I want to be me sitting in a chair, smoking a cigar. Like, that was like the epitome of what I wanted to be. And, and then fate was like, haha, you're going to be a teacher. Um, <laughs> but anyways, maybe, maybe, maybe I can link that photo in our show notes. Um, <laughs> because it's actually pretty cool. I should put it on my wall. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's my second guy. Um, so Queen Elizabeth II, Miss Bandero, and then my last person is uh, Juan Tripp, which um, if you are not like delving into the story of what aviation is, you will not know who Juan Tripp is, but he's pretty cool. Uh, so he is a, the founder of Pan Am World uh, Airways, um, or Pan Am, uh, which if you know Pan Am, you know what it is. It used to be an airline back in the day, up until 91. Uh, but uh, even though he started before World War II, uh, he's super important after where he started this company. Uh, he created one of the most recognized airlines. Um, he pioneered jet travel, which is something mid-century. Um, and he's really cool. And also, I'm a pilot. I know how to fly planes. Just by the way, I can fly a plane. Okay. Not a big plane, but I can fly like a little prop plane. So uh, it's kind of all coming together. All my love for history and technology from the mid-century. So that's my three people. That is what about you? Very thorough. I don't know if I have as many thoughtful explanations for mine. Um, there are just three people I like a lot, though one's a personal hero of mine, I suppose. But anyway, um, so my three people 
are um, Lucille Ball, uh, because um, not only is she beautiful and fabulous, but she's also a very interesting businesswoman, and I think that she would be great dinner party company, just to pick her brain. Um, Buddy Holly, because uh, I felt like I needed to include someone from music, and he missed an awful lot of the mid-century, dying as young as he did, so I thought he'd appreciate mm -hmm. especially being brought back from the dead for this party. Um, so we could fill him <laughs> in on what he's missed. I suppose we could do that with everybody, but um, also just... I, I didn't mention in my aesthetic rant earlier, but I'm also a fan of listening to 50s music. I mainly listen to the crooners, but I think probably the first artist from the mid-century I ever just started listening to for fun was Buddy Holly. The crew cuts mid-century? Yes. I was, because I, I, all I could think of was Shaboom. Yeah. Yeah, we could do, We yes. uh, and I'm sure we're going to do several music episodes, but we need to get into, um, I think, like, early rock and roll and early doo-wop and like we could probably even segment it by genre let us know in the comments or send us a dm on instagram if you have any nice. strong feelings nice. about how niche you want us to get with the music episodes because we can get pretty niche or we could stay kind of broad um we might do both so we're just kind of going with our favorites right now um and then my third and most important star guest would be walt disney who i mm. think is the most brilliant business person creative brain we've seen probably until Steve Jobs I guess um and uh he's just a huge personal inspiration to me Disney's very important to me the company the theme parks um I was raised on the movies I used to go to the parks all the time growing up I still go as an adult um and I like the actual history of Disneyland is something I'd also really like to talk about in the podcast so that's another tease for a future episode um but walt disney the man i think is very important to um the company itself and the farther away they get from i know you get a lot of like waltz turning over in his grave people <laughs> in the comments on um <laughs> things with what the company's doing lately um especially with the parks so he's my third but really the guest of honor i suppose at my dinner party the guest of honor nice i think we should combine because i kind of want to listen to lucy Vol well actually you know what i i'd be embarrassed because i'd probably make some funny joke about like i love lucy um and then she'd probably be like you know i'm known for more than that right i bet you she had several so maybe comebacks a... on like in her back pocket for that comment anyway um but yeah an honorable mention maybe just don't sit me next to her <laughs> Fair enough. Um, an honorable mention for my dinner party, actually, if it were, because I know you're supposed to, and that's maybe, ooh, maybe etiquette, something we can get into in a future episode, but um, you're supposed to consider how your guests will get along at your party, not just people you like, but people who will also have stimulating conversation with each other. And if we were talking about mid-century people for a while, even though I um wouldn't have much to say to this person i thought neil armstrong would be a fun guest for walt disney to talk to Ooh. i think that he would have loved that and that would have been really fascinating yeah. but since it's my imaginary dinner party um i didn't do that <laughs> but, um i thought that would have been <laughs> a really cool event that would be cool um 
not to tangent for too long, but did you know you said etiquette and I feel like it's something we should cover, but <laughs> maybe a preview. Did you know that the, the host Tess would direct where people were talking? So for example, if you were the hostess and you're talking to the person on the right, every lady at the table took, talks to the gentleman on the right. And when the hostess would turn to her left and talk to the gentleman on her left, all the women, all the ladies at the party would turn to talk to the person on their left. I did not know that. Dinner etiquette from, well, look at that. We're learning. <laughs> that is fascinating. Does, <laughs> does everyone just have to stop their conversations as soon as the hostess head turns? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, it would, it, it would be structured. It's uh, it, the whole, and again, we'll, maybe get into this later but the whole dinner is very much like a performance it's a choreographed dance if you if you may i like dance and it, listeners correct me if i'm wrong but because uh, i i didn't learn about this so maybe hey i, I can let us that know on. in the comments send us a dm <laughs> there we go uh but speaking of dms Yes. So, Jackie, why don't you tell us and the listeners um, where they should check us out, maybe mark their calendars for future episodes? So, good question. <laughs> Great segue. So, we're planning on releasing new episodes every Friday, so you'll have something to listen to every weekend. Um, but we're also planning on sprinkling in bonus episodes, possibly interviews, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss anything. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And listeners, for bonus content, uh, make sure you follow us uh, on Instagram. We'll get into some bonus stuff, maybe some behind the scenes things. Uh, but you can find us on both Instagram and on YouTube um, at MCL Podcast. So that is our handle. Um, and if you like us, like older technology, even though this is not mid century, uh, you can email us. Um, you can email us uh, with questions, comments, edits. Uh, topic ideas um, and you can find us at info.mcliving at gmail.com so with that I feel like we could uh, get close to the end here and uh, say thank you for joining us and uh, we'll see you next Friday right? right bye thank you for listening to mid-century living please subscribe tell your friends and leave a review we're available on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on Instagram at MCL Podcast. See you next Friday.